Alma Pictures and Baker Street Media present Second Z's Cubed with your hosts Ayla Hadi, Allison Weaver, and Johnny Pinea. Second Z's Cubed is a technical podcast dedicated to critiquing and celebrating performing arts and inspiring the next generation of creatives. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back again to another episode of Second Z's. And we are back with the three of us again, Johnny, Aya, and myself, uh, Allison. And it's a pleasure to be back again with this particular episode for today. Um, today, we are going to be exploring a documentary about. Greenland, and that's because I we are at the topic of Greenland today, Greenlandic culture, specifically focusing on the Inuit culture. There, um, there's lots of cultures in Greenland, but we're looking at the Inuit culture today. Um, and the specific people that brought us this video are to a lovely couple and that is just get my notes lovely couple that brought us this are Chloe and Jordan Egbert and they had a little dream to go travel to every country in the world and I think they went to a lot of them uh, during that challenge that they gave to themselves and yes, it's a very sweet documentary, very family friendly, and we'll link it for you. But now we will talk about our initial thoughts about the video for everyone's enjoyment. Uh, so that being said, that is the basic uh, idea. And uh, for anyone that doesn't know where Greenland is, it's in the North Atlantic Ocean and it is actually a territory of Denmark still. So that is just for anyone who cares to know about that. Although we're mostly focusing on cultures and people groups rather than places on the UK, UN map. But that is just for a side note. So um, let's begin. And actually, I'll start today. And then Ali, you can go. And then Johnny. So I think I will just share a little bit about my impression of that video because I was searching for quite a long time again, like there are certain countries and, and locations or cultures that we're going to explore. It takes quite a long time to find anything that is good content. A lot of times it's maybe like we've been talking about shallow culture. And interestingly, I didn't pick in these uh, videos all at the same time, but... <laughs> Until until right now, we seem to be going on this family theme. Uh, to, next time, we're going to Saudi for something different. But um, we are right now um, in the theme of kind of family and community and things like this, um, which I didn't plan ahead of time. But I think it's really funny how things work. So I think what really stuck out to me about this is that it was... Um, it was a very friendly video, a very friendly approach. And you could see that it wasn't your typical, oh, I went to visit such and such a place video. It was more like, 
it was a family and they were experiencing their their trip and it was more kind of organic than your typical oh yeah this is where i went kind of video um i felt like they were trying to get some authentic experiences um capture some authentic real experiences and that was something that really drew my mind into the story more um i don't usually like travel vlogs but this one was kind of interesting an interesting exception to me because it was creative and it kind of explored something from a different a different angle than a lot of them so that's why i picked it and i also feel like it gives a variety of different perspectives of that island um and it was really neat to see them going into the people's getting invited to people's homes or to do authentic things because you could see they really were trying to connect with the locals unlike most people that maybe travel to there don't really kind of get an authentic experience so that was really cool i think for me excuse me i think the authenticity and the realness of that are very um important to me uh so watching this video was like just being enveloped in a warm hug for over 20 minutes that's what it felt like for me um i loved the family aspects of the video they had their toddler along with them on this grand adventure which i thought was adorable um and it's not something i think you see in a lot of travel content um i personally am terrified at the thought of taking a toddler on the plane but they seem to be navigating um different modes of transportation really well with their toddler so that right there i think was a distinguishing factor in that video um and he's just so cute he's so adorable i i couldn't handle the cuteness throughout the video and Greenland is one of those countries where I feel like there's a certain mystique surrounding it, but not that much common knowledge on the country as a whole. Um, I love how in the beginning they gave a little um, note on proper terminology to use, like with the indigenous peoples of Green Greenland preferring to be called Inuit. Um, and that's also like the same across the board, like in Alaska and in Canada, I believe as well. So I thought that kind of quick blurb was very helpful to people who maybe weren't aware of that. Um, the scenery was gorgeous. Uh, let's just put that out of the way the scenery was absolutely gorgeous i just wish maybe that um they had some smoother transitions between the different shots of like the scenery um in the video i really wanted to like immerse myself particularly like when they went to the fjords and just immerse myself more into the like beautiful beautiful waters and the contrast between the waters and like the harsh rocks and cliffs I felt like there could have been um a bit more done with that but overall it was still a stunning video to watch um I it was really obvious the love between um Jordan and Chloe um and their kid that was just radiating off of the screen and especially like with their little kid. And I like how they walked us through um, all of these different 
stops within Greenland. So they started off with that old church um, and just really examining, for instance, like the architecture, the archway, the stones, the way things were stacked up. That was fascinating to see. Uh, I wish that I got to see more of the stone art, the like they showed us a little bit of the whales on on stone art. And I thought that was stunning. Um. You know, obviously they're kind of restricted with their itinerary, but I would love to delve more into the stone art in in Greenland. Uh, I love also how they capture just how much of a close-knit community that town was. Uh, I think they said something like it has 3,000 inhabitants. And you could really feel the warmth of that community they were so welcoming to the couple and then you could even see the camaraderie between the schoolboys and the ending shots of everyone going into the water the ice cold arctic water um so that's just kind of one thing that really stood out to me and you know you said that it was unintentional but it's just continuing on the theme of community and family that we've been kind of discussing these past few episodes and it's just another way of how community shows up in another part of the world even though we're separated geographically there's that uniting factor um and it was just a like I said, being enveloped by a hug for 20 minutes. It's a bowl of hot soup on a cold day is just very comforting. Um, and then I also liked how, even though they didn't explicitly say it, but they kind of touch on how values differ throughout the world. And just because one thing is viewed as uh, bad or um you know, uh, unacceptable one part of the world doesn't mean that it's the same thing in another part of the world, you know, with like the seal hunting, for example, it's like a big no-no in the U.S. But in Greenland, each country has its own different um, background and scenarios because they're a pest. It's viewed as like a good thing to kind of get that equilibrium in nature um, back to normal. So like I said, it wasn't anything like explicitly um, discussed, but it was just another reminder of why travel is so important. I think to everybody in the world, everyone should have the opportunity to explore different cultures and broaden their horizons um i think those are kind of my over yeah those are my overarching thoughts but i really really loved our stop in greenland and um i'm so curious to hear johnny's thoughts as well and also like what you guys have um thought about the art scenes in the video yeah thank you go ahead johnny that was brilliant. Wow, thank you, both of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and for the once again, this journey you're taking us on, Alison, is so beautiful. Uh, the, the, why I'm sinking into it so is because as I'm witnessing things, and please forgive me, a lot of what uh, uh, um, I gained there um, 
I'm probably going to bring back to you is going to be a little bit philosophical and a little bit kind of, uh, you know, uh, anthropological. Um, the, the area of the Inuit is is one of the strangest I find, you know. Um, the, the Inuits that I've experienced were <laughs> imported in, on a movie, you know. Uh, that we were shooting that was all about, you know, snow and stuff like that. And um, uh, so the conversations that I had with the Inuit guys there who were more Americanized than those guys because they were performers, but they still lived in Greenland and they lived an uh, in Inuit life. Um, uh, a lot of it made me realize that their actual culture um, is not widely kind of uh, publicized. Very few people know about it. In fact, very few people know about the Inuit. Um, I had a wolf called Inuit, you know. Now, wolves, I call them according to whatever they come to when they're small. You know, I try and find a name, you know, and they get attracted. Anyway, he got attracted to Inuit. Inuit meaning people, the best translation, people, the people. Um, which I can't think of a better way of explaining humanity than to just the people. That's it. You know, it's not those people. It's not these people. It's not those other people. It's just the people. I, I love that. It's, it's, it's inclusivity is so nice. And um, the existence of, of humanity for me, I don't believe is, is a natural existence uh, at all. Uh, we know this. That's an obvious but then what is a natural existence? When I look at communities, like especially now in Greenland, where people need each other, this is where it always comes to the, 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 the point. They need each other. They're not in competition with each other. They need each other. And then you form communities. Now, what else are we but intrinsically what do we come from? What kind of uh, beings are we? We are animals of community. That's where we thrive, is in community. It's in community that we say, it's in, and, and this is what we've all moved away from. Uh, through, through uh, you know, naturally speaking, the drive of individualism and things like that, you know, to be an individual, to not actually be, you know, a part of the tribe, so to speak, you know, or not to, these things, you know, being an individual has always been uh, spotted as being something fantastic, like, oh, good on you, he's such a unique, and, and it's not really, actually, it's not, it's hard. It's very hard and it's lonely and, and it's fearful and we don't know why. And it's, it's, it's essentially because we thrive when we are in a loving community, in a place of trust. It, it just thrives. We thrive. Uh, you know, we, we, we blossom. And that's what I love about the Inuit. Yeah, definitely. The it's Inuit like... are happy people. They stick to them that thing that kept that thing going without making too much noise. They don't make noise. You know, you never get to hear about like, you know, anything Greenland. When I don't hear about a place, when it doesn't make the news, then I know that that place must be doing okay. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you don't often get like, you know what I mean? You know, Vlodlik Laka and Ludi uh, Datak were caught like doing such and such and such, you know, 
in the <laughs> back rooms of the like, you know, the, the dwellings in Greenland, you know, right. and everybody we no, you know, you don't get it. And yet Real they've got incredible people coming out of it. Yeah, but I, I, I feel there's bands coming out of it in that region as well. I, I'm, I'm going to, to move it slightly Mongolian, but it's, it's similar. It's like you have a group, a, a girl group there, if I'm correct. Um, the name is Otiakun, I think. Um, mm. they, they, they do a sort of a traditional rock pop. Yeah, where they cross over, and mm -hmm. and they're starting to actually move around the world, the same as the Who did uh, out of Mongolia. You know, coming with their heavy metal, mm -hmm. um, also traditional heavy metal, expressing and bringing the culture and the throat singing and all that into it. You know, which which mm -hmm. uh, you know is is a wonderful, beautiful thing. Uh, so, so they they are actually stepping out as far as uh, culture. You know, as as far as bringing. A halfway mark uh, between what is the traditional and incorporating uh, a new sound into it, and uh, and we need a new sound in the world. Oh, we so desperately yeah. need it because rock is dead, and I hate to say this, I don't even believe that the words are coming out of my mouth. So, it's from these places that I'm seeing the most uh, of 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 the fusion new sound arriving. Yeah, you're right. A new sound. And at the same time, if I examine myself, if I had to look at a situation the way my life is now and where I live and how I've, I've arrived here, it's nowhere near what is a natural thing. And, and there's a yearning inside of me that wants to, to, to grasp back at that natural community. Yeah? Mm -hmm. But I have become... Uh, what you call the what do you call it the new man the modern man what is it is it the modern person is it the person of the the the, the city is it the what are we what are we you know um and that's why when i see there because it's it's very cold there you know it looks very cold it's, 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 i just looked at it and i felt horribly and it's very cold here where we are in africa at the moment you as felt well. too cold and <laughs> it's freezing, man. It's like, it's really like, am I a real polar bear, you know? Um, it's like, really, the, but, but as you said it, you popped it right on the, on the head. The warm embrace, the warm embrace. And that's yeah. what keeps them warm, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. they're yeah. all there, yeah. It's just, they are... So uh, what it, for me that to be able to feel free in something like that is an impossibility in my life, but yet I do envy it mm -hmm. to feel free in a community, you know, like uh, to trust it, to be able to operate in it, to be able to, uh, you know, work within it and to feel part yeah. of it, you know, because yeah. I don't feel that there's judgment there. I just don't feel that, you know, in that circumstance, because when you're in that circumstance, everybody becomes so um, uh, vulnerable. And, and also at the same time, uh, you know, everybody knows everybody's business. That's so when true. everybody knows everybody's <laughs> business, well, then there's no business, is there? There's just, it's all the same. You know, there's nothing unusual there's going no on. There's no story. That's... No, no, there's no 
unusual behavior. So, uh, you know, and uh, yes, seals, I know. But then yeah. the whole seal thing, once again, it, it came uh, from uh, uh, an incident that happened. And yes, it, it began a very beautiful thing like Greenpeace started rolling off that. And uh, for whatever anybody feels about Greenpeace, um, yes, I have no opinion. All I can say is that it's a, it grew from something very small into something that is quite large and has brought a, most definitely a loud voice into the world yeah. of, of, of various issues like climate change and things like that. Unfortunately, the, everybody blames humanity. Uh, mm -hmm. Everybody has an opinion. So yeah. that's fine. That's fine. Seals, personally, if you've ever been anywhere near colonies, I have seals, been near them. You know oh. exactly. Now, now we can talk. Now we can talk. They stink. They definitely they stink. Noise. They smell like anything. They stink. Loud. They are noisy. Yes. They stink. They're aggressive. They attack each other. They're crazy. They'll you attack, attack you if you don't watch out. Oh, yes, they will. <laughs> it's the cutest looking little thing. Oh, what a cute little thing. And it goes for you. And 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 so so, I mean, I you know I know I'm being flippant here, but they're ugly. They smell. They look like little like slugs, you know, wiggling around. There. I never there's heard a of seal compared to a slug before. You know, and there's oh, a lot of so and, you, and you you go in, in your mind, in my mind, I've got the Walt Disney kind of thing in my head. Oh, but it's you not know? anything like. Look at them in reality. It's the exact opposite. It's like mm -hmm. it's like. Oh no! This oh no! This is nasty. You know, sea lions are worse. So, um, yeah, yeah. Are there ocean but, puppies? <laughs> but there's a lot. Yes. No, but... there's a lot of them. But the <laughs> yeah. thing is, when we start doing things like culling and stuff like that, just like uh, out of hand, and especially at the period of time that it had to be addressed, um, too many, and it was, it was the birth, the beginnings of. The end of animal skin trade, right? Um, fur coats and things like that, mink coats, stuff like that. You know, um, mm -hmm. was going down. You know, people were spraying mink coats with like red paint, which I think is kind of sexy. Um, I mean, if I had a mink coat, I'd put like red paint on the back immediately. Um, but you know that came out of that, and then it stuck with us in our minds, and it became almost yeah. like a. Uh, kind of the the banner boy for the whole movement with the seals, uh, where seals are abundant and and the seals are there's once once you get used to killer whales killing dolphins and you're on a boat and you're watching killer whales eating dolphins yeah they, that that is a that is a shock to the system for anybody yeah because mm. yeah you are looking at two incredibly beautiful intelligent oh Man. Oh, man what 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 beings what beings what all of it and then you see the what what seems to to, to us a savagery uh, it's not savagery it's just what it is it's, uh, it's me that has put the uh you know i'm it's the just, one who's it's like, just natural oh. yeah i, put I, the I can't handle it well, I, I, I was like it. It's I, not pleasant to watch something it. eat the other thing, yeah. but it's not. Oh yeah, I like 
I went through a couple of weeks ago. My my TikTok was just orcas, like like yep. every video one after them. another. Yeah. So I was like, I'm both terrified and I love them, but just every time there's like a seal hunting video of like orcas teaming up mm. to take down a seal, I'm like, oh my heart, I can't, I can't handle it. They're they're amazing beings. Uh, both seals so and, and orcas. I mean, with the diving in that I, I was diving um, Cape Town region, there's a lot of seals. You have Seal Island just off there, and that's where the the big great whites come from. Because mm, they 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 little podiatrists like of seals, mm-hmm. and then yeah, and then now the big great whites. Of course, we've got some big ones like some marines down there. You know, like coming wow. over 30, 30, You know. Um, uh, uh, really big. I've seen some big ones on a boat, you know, being on a boat and like one came like drifting past us looking for chum. And because the guys do a lot of shark diving there. Mm. And uh, wow, wow, wow. When you see the thing is like so big and it's bigger than the boat. Mm. And it's grace, the grace with which it moves. It is wow. You yeah, know, it, it's incredible. Mm. The natural creation is so beautiful. Sorry, I was just saying. Oh, I was beautiful. Go ahead, Aya. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I heard there's a pair of orcas um, off the coast of South Africa that have been terrorizing sharks, and they've been like floating to washing up on the shores dead because they have basically learned how to. Um, with near surgical precision, make incisions near the liver of sharks, sucking up the liver. And so there have just been so many sharks washing up on shore because of this specific pair of orcas. Yes. Really? Uh, this is, yeah, it, it, it's, it's not that they're not new orcas. Uh, we had orcas, they first arrived down on the coast there, which they weren't there before, they're close within the, the False Bay areas. Uh, they came in approximately 20 or 2019, round about there. Wow. And that was so unusual to have them there. Now, the sharks up till then, the white sharks, uh, suddenly disappeared just before that, which I find very interesting because it was left. a big hoodie down. Like, bye! Yeah, because... <laughs> My buddy run the like, I've got you know the, the sea rescue, and then there's also the other guys, the froggies, you know. Yeah, the and then the guys yeah. that also then work with the with the, the movies, you see. Mm-hmm. and in between that, do other things. And 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 I was chatting to 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 Diavolt, and he was saying to me, he was saying the sharks have all disappeared. We don't know what's happened. We're not seeing sharks. And very soon after that, the orcas arrived. And uh, I said, well, they oh. knew. And they got the, they got the telegram, man. <laughs> That's they got right. The telegram. They're like, bye. They're coming <laughs> down, baby. Now, when you take the Inuit, now think about these things and that, and you take the Inuits, the Inuit have become one with mm-hmm. their, their, their um, environment. Mm-hmm. Totally at one, which is what we, I, for me personally, I would love to attain that kind of state of being of actually understanding that I am one with all of this because I'm here. <laughs> That's a reality. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they have it within the actual deep, what I call marrow of their beings. It's not even spoken about, you know. They're right. those kind of people of that like, 
Yeah, they, they, they're uncomfortable, those dudes, man. You know, you, for, for me, certainly the time that I spent with, with, with the guys that were working with me, that I was working with, uh, even though these guys are like, they have performed in a couple of things, I, 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 you sit there and I will say something, you know, and the guy will just look at me. And I know he's understood what I've said, but he just looks at me. Mm-hmm. No answer. No answer at all, you see. Now, this is not rude. It's cultural. Mm-hmm. You know, totally cultural. You don't say yeah. something unless you've got something to say. And you obviously don't say something if somebody asks you a question and, you know, I don't have an I don't say anything. Or I will think about it. You know, these are yeah. these are things that are ingrained in the culture, which make their culture so much easier for them to live together. The what is interesting is that the Inuits themselves created uh, within the polar bear a, a unique feature. Uh, there is no species of animal on the planet that actually has uh, mankind or man or whatever the human. As a, a prey, they don't. They don't have it on the. No, list they don't. The animals don't. Yeah. No, except the polar bears. That's true. <laughs> That's oh. true. Except the oh, polar bears. The polar bears. It's on the menu. It's well, so anything's on the, menu. on the menu for the polar bears as well, though. Yes, I know anything, but you know, generally, wild animals stop at a certain point. You know, they don't make That's it a habit. So to the extent that these guys were explaining, they go and they, they build a hideout and they just go there and like, you know, they sit in the hideout, you know, and, and have a couple of like, you know, shots of whiskey and maybe they do a bit of fishing or whatever. But they look out and they just wait for the polar bear to come to them. Because yeah. the polar bear is going to come hunting them. Yeah. And it does. Yeah. Polar bear comes oh. to hunt them, and then the guys get to shoot that polar bear, which they, they quota. You know, they've got their quota that they can do, and and that provides a lot for the family, a massive amount. Oh, you gosh. know, for for a, you know quite a period. Um, yeah. You know, but obviously all those things, you know, nature and its its essence, you know, how it moves with people is is uh, to me just wondrous. Mm-hmm. And Greenland, man, I would love to go and live in a place like that, but I just know that I wouldn't be able to. Yeah. That's the idea sad. is nice. Yeah. The idea is nice, but, you know, ultimately it takes a lot of energy and effort. And if you're not used to it, it'll definitely <laughs> suck you out. Mm. Yeah. Completely. Yeah, it's true. It's like a place where you can, if you already prepare yourself internally, I think for a while you could do it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm yeah. speaking specifically just from like a community aspect, not like the environment mm-hmm. itself. Um, you know, community is wonderful. And, you know, that's how we've managed to survive all these years. But it does come with a lot of responsibilities and, you know, unspoken rules. So if you're used to just being solitary and living kind of for yourself by yourself that would be a very big adjustment to have more of a terror you know i look at it and uh, i'll be perfectly honest 
I look at something like that, and if I put myself in that place, it, it terrifies me. Even mm-hmm. though there's a part of me that so yearns for it, so wants yes. that kind of thing, that kind of openness and honesty and innocence almost, you know. Uh, but within that innocence is an all-understanding of what we are, that we are so many things without judgment. If you look at it without judgment, we are just very diverse, you know. Bonobos, bonobo apes. So, um, but when I, it terrifies me. Yeah. It terrifies me. Now, that, isn't that interesting? And also, if, if you think about the what we saw in the video, they also showed so showed some of the music, some 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 mm. of the uh, um, the art, like the craftsmanship of the people. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that culture work. Yeah, it's beautiful stuff. Mm -hmm. I think they have really perfected this, like, you know, it's it's a slower lifestyle, right? So just like when you have people coming from the east and going to the west of the world, or the west to the east, right? It's like a totally different tempo of things, like how things are done. Do you do you use do you have a very collective mindset or you know all of these things we we can think about but for these people it seems that they're they're taking life as it comes you know because if you're living out there in the cold world that area it seems like you just have to take life as it comes you can't be in much of a hurry honestly like what's the mm-hmm. point yeah yeah it's a very beautiful thing that mm. you know when because automatically the environment becomes the the so-called higher power uh you know the environment itself is superior you cannot control that yeah you can live with it yeah. and just in that action or mindset i think there is something beautiful uh in bringing peace to the to the to the mind yeah. Um, yeah, because you are living within that kind of the natural way of what is this experience we call life. Because there's mm-hmm. trust always. You have to have a yeah. How do you survive without some kind of trust? Yeah. Um, because it's so like I mean, really it is. Yeah, it's precarious all the time. You know, you could go walking outside there and go to the, like, I'm just going down to the shop, you know, and suddenly you get turned into, like, an icicle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, suddenly snowstorm, bang, there we go, you know. I, yeah. But, you know, whatever. Um, and and that, 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 there's a there's an ancient yearning, I think, in, in all of us to try mm-hmm. and reach back towards that. And we know intrinsically within us that this is now, no more. We've, it's an evolution moving forward, um, and it is what it is. It is so right. because it's. I think are. at the same time, even though it's an evolution, I still feel that people need to find this kind of community some way. Whether it's like yeah. constant community, yeah. like I don't think we can get there unless you're in that kind of culture already. But like, yeah. there has to be some kind of connection, right? Yes. Yeah, it's the only survival that I can see, 
really. Um, it's, it's like we've kind of taken the wrong way and we've hit the dead end, you know, the T-junction mm. and two dead ends, pulled the suck all the way. And we've kind of, we're looking at it and we realize, oh, crumbs, you know what I mean? To mm. back everything up now, now we've got to back everything and on oh, there's so much, you know, because we've gotten very complicated. Um, mm-hmm. And and exactly what you're saying, that's the only survival that I can see, uh, and I, well, let's put it this way, peaceful survival. Um, for humanity, what it is, accepting what we are, community-driven animals. Mm-hmm. We're definitely community driven, and I think thriving for of our health. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the experiment that they did with the with the. I'm sorry to bring it in, but the rats. They oh did yeah. The, the rats with the the heroin or whatever it was, you know, and the rat on his own, he's going to jump on that heroin, baby. You know, yeah. he's sucking on the heroin. Forget the water. And uh, but then when they take him and put him amongst a community where there's lovely playthings and everything to entertain them, suddenly they he, the choice is there: heroin and water. And he goes for the water. He doesn't go for the yeah. heroin. You see, yeah. because that 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 community thing. And I'm, I'm you know not saying that we're rats, but uh, oof, there's a lot of similarities. A lot of similarities between wolves and things you know we all in a way are communities except for yeah. the leopard the leopard's yeah. not no leopard's just mean that's true yeah. leopards yeah. aren't evil though mean I, they mean i don't have all this background with animals that you two have i wouldn't know oh, anything no, about leopards oh it is so mean you have never seen mean do you know about uh, bobcats or or wildcats? Generally, oh, yeah. very general. That's similar to leopards. How they act. Um, oh, no, I, I feel personally that the wildcats, the bobcats. I mean, they can still be tamed. I've seen well, them. I've seen. They can be bobcats. tamed. I had met ones, but I mean, the ones that are wild are like leopards. They're mean. Yeah. No, the leopards are so just angry. Pretty. They are so angry, man. I mean, mm. I've never seen anything <laughs> spit hate. The look of hate it, oh that I've gosh. seen, like in an in a leopard. Mm. Whoa! It's like, wow, guy, you've got issues. You know? Yeah. But no wonder, because they're solitary. The only time yeah. they hook up, mm-hmm. like for a bit of nookie, and that's quick. And thereafter, like, you know, the female, like, you know, has to watch out for the male because he wants to, like, steal everything and eat the babies or whatever. Exactly. Just be like, get away. Yeah, get away. Get out of here. Bam. Yeah. Yeah. Add a layer of complexity to bringing up baby. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Leopard. You know, so I mean, we've jumped to leopards all the way from like leopards. We just went to, from, ah, there's, from there's, there's the a, there's Arctic a thing to that's Africa. Okay. That's, that's the thing in Greenland. <laughs> the, the leopard seal. The leopard yeah, seal. that's true. Oh, leopard seals. Oh. Mm, leopard mm, seals mm. aren't cute. They're no, they're not cute. They're no, not they're cute. Not. They're killers. They're, they're ridiculous. Like awful. Oh, they are killers. <laughs> they are killers. <laughs> 
Uh, and I mean, gosh. And then you get those other seals with the big noses, man. It's like, come on, dude. It's like the heffalump, you know? It's, it's yeah, like, yeah. The, the, yeah, you know, they, they, they roll around and then, like, they, they, they fall asleep on top of babies and things. And, and like, gosh. you know, you know, like the baby seals in there, and they move around and they're like, yeah. But, uh, so oh to speak, God. the first, which is uh, interesting, the first so far that they have found connection of where man started um, embodying uh, uh, a deity in figure four, the oldest that they've found is actually uh, uh, made out of um, uh, walrus ivory, walrus tooth. And it is a, a, a beautiful carving that some somebody did. It's, I think, four, no, wait, 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 trying to get it right. 40,000 years old. 40,000 years ago. That's a long time. So more than likely, you're looking at like Inuit-ish culture. And what was carved was uh, the head of, a, of a, a lion and the body of a man. Okay. Uh, that was the first that we have as far as archaeology, archaeologically, say that three times quickly, um, in the form of like, making deities where we, we 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 seem to have swung to the that different kind of spiritual area you know where, 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 where man started uh placing things as a singular or whatever it was but anyway that's an old little yeah. carving there made out of walrus ivory probably by an inuit and there we are hey eh? now there's history for yeah. you yeah, yeah. So I feel that like just because they're like living out there that they don't they're not whatever like I want to just say that that's not true to the to any audience member mm. that feels like they're the the lifestyle though it is like traditional that it's somehow mm. less or too primitive or whatever and I think oh. like for example the skills Absolutely. that people have like. Mm. I was just having a conversation with a friend and thankfully my family is very like, you know, we learned how to do all the analog things. Like, can you, can you, can you hunt or can you make a, like a shelter? Can you do these things? Like, can you survive on a camping? Like, can you make a fire? Like, these are things that we learned in my family because we mm -hmm. enjoy being outside. Right. But you have like people like I was just talking to someone, he was like, wow, he's like, I was really, really realizing how dependent I am on my phone. And in this country, people that can't buy or sell or anything hardly or do much without their phone, because literally everything happens on your phone over here. And uh, he was like, what if I didn't have that? Would I be able to survive in like the wilderness and these things? And I was like, I think you could. You're smart. But he... <laughs> He said nobody ever, like, so if the grid goes down, he was like, if the grid goes down, then I, I don't know if I'd be able to survive. And I think that's, like, mm -hmm. a little bit kind of sad because I think some of the things that you would just be taught, like, in the old days, like, how to survive if you don't have X, Y, Z. Like, for example, can you use a wine bottle to create a candle? It's quite simple. Mm. But, like, some mm -hmm. people don't 
you know, they just relying a lot on the technology. And like we had talked about before, this reliance on technology and things will eventually work against people, you know, as it, cause it gets to the mm-hmm. peak. Right. So, mm-hmm. cause it can only go to a certain peak. People think it can go up and up just like the economic cycle. It has to come down eventually. So I think people living yeah. in Greenland, they still have these, these values and these um, skills, which I think everyone else. And I mean, there's people that, I mean, everyone else as in, people that would consider themselves technologically advanced, but they don't have the analog skills anymore to survive in like maybe an emergency or something like this. I think they're missing out. And I think it's very refreshing to see communities where people value the the older skills and the traditional skills that they had before. It's, I think it's something special. Yeah. Is what I meant to say. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Because in those things, you know, I mean, the last, uh, please, it was so long ago that I, I, you know, spent time in, in bush, you know, where you're in the bush and there is nothing. There's nothing to help right. you. There's nothing to, to, to sustain you. You're doing it yourself. That's the way it goes. It rocks like that. And, yeah. and it's dangerous. And it's dangerous. And and the longest that I ever spent in that was eight weeks, which generally in the conditions that we were in is a very long time. That's a long time to be in the longer bush. Than, you don't go out there for longer than two weeks, you know, and that's even specialized. And we ended up, unfortunately, eight weeks in, in, in a foreign land that we and weren't wait, supposed Unfortunately, to be like you weren't planning to go out for eight weeks? Well, no, we, it was all planned, most definitely. But to stay eight weeks in a in a hostile, um, you know, country. I mean, I'm just uh, like surprised that you stayed out for eight weeks. You know, we all well, that's the way it was. I mean, that's just the way it was. There was no other option. Oh, okay. So, but what I can say is, what stuck with me was that the various phases that exist within my own mind within my own soul that I remember from that time, you know, that's why I always say people die of shame in the, in the wilderness. Mm. Um, because we, we feel like we have to survive. We have to conquer actually, mm-hmm. actually it's the mm-hmm. thing of conquering. It becomes conquering, you know, which is the silliest thing. And it's only when I realized that you, you've got to just let go and just give in to it and take it all in. Mm. and get silence you know which you are anyway but take that silence and use it that's right that i was Mm -hmm. able to contain myself into that place where you become holistically attuned to the actual rhythm Mm -hmm. of the earth i know it sounds very romanticized but it does have a rhythm the practicality it's a practical yeah it's a practical because otherwise uh, my other option was insanity so um (laughs) It is. No, it's true. It's true. It's true. I mean, it's so easy to go wacky um, because you have to be focused all the time, all the time. You cannot yeah. afford to like, there's no such thing. When you handle a knife, you have to be so aware <laughs> of every single thing that you handle, <laughs> everything yeah. you handle. You don't just handle a knife. There's no such thing. 
<laughs> you know, you have to be aware. But you get yourself a decent, like, you know, wound out in the bush. Mm. That is your death. Yeah, good luck. It is really good luck. Yeah, exactly that. Good luck on that one. <laughs> good luck on that one. Get on an infection. Good luck on that one, buddy. Break something. Good luck on that because I can mm-hmm. tell you now, you're not getting Kazavak today. Aha. So all these different things become very uh, so the, that in that way was the only way that I within myself can relate to to the Inuit and to the people that live with the land. Yes, uh, or even that is an arrogant statement um, that have accepted their natural placement within this existence. Mm. That's a better way to place it, I think. I've been able, and, and that that is envious. I'm envious of that. Um, for for me to be able to to merge with the all that is around me, my environment, to merge with it and flow with its energy and understanding without judgment, and to be able to let the energy go and get myself out of the way and stop trying to be an individual with an ego. That's the thing that I always witness when I like Greenland. Did you see egos popping all over the place? No. Uh, no. It's such beautiful people. The people are not coming out there like a Johnny, you know, like Johnny would come out there like, yeah, hey, 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 you know, ego, ego, you know, even though he's trying his best not to be ego, ego, ego. But there it is. What can we do? You know? Um, mm. These, these, like the, the women who opened up her home. Yes, there you go. And it's, it's so natural. It's not that it's mm-hmm. even thought about. It's not an issue. Yeah. I think I think if that was brought up, it would be a foreign issue. It would be one of those kind of things of I've never thought issue. about that. Yeah. Yeah. I've never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's so yeah, six of one, half a dozen of the other, you know, uh, who's better off? Us or all these beautiful people in Greenland? There's no such thing as better off. I think we're all the same. We're all living. We get our little, yeah, a little bit of good and a little bit of that and a little bit of this. Yeah. 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 You know, I uh, might be confused, but so be. Yeah. I was really drawn also thing, to man. the architecture. Go ahead. Because that is it. That is true. Honestly, Alison, you have pointed the way gently you've taken on the journey. And if one follows the journey with a conscious mind and an open heart, the journey that you've taken us on to this point is the journey of our survival. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That it won't be probably who knows our generation, next generation, who knows. If we don't go back to the community, where do we go? You have to. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. For survival. That's Pure the only survival. way to survive. Correct. And not yeah. only survive, I mean, survival always like incurs the idea of struggle. I don't, I don't know anybody who enjoys struggling. Nobody. You know? uh, no. No. There's, there's a couple of guys who have conditions <laughs> that kind of enjoy it, but generally speaking, struggling is like you know, a option, option like you know, twenty five. Uh, yeah. I would. Prefer to not have to survive by, um, you know, uh, doing the revenant. Um, uh, you know, it's just like kind of would be nice to survive, you know, with joy. And, the, mm. and I look at these people and they're doing it. They, they are not surviving. They're not surviving. 
They are abundant. They're thriving, yeah. And here I am in what is supposedly, oh boy, big city, I'm a big money, oh, blah, 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 blah. I'm surviving. Yeah. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh. Definitely. Yeah. And you know, I was also thinking about this, like, there's a certain mindset, right? We have a certain mindset mm-hmm. that we need, we have, whether it's whatever, like, like you said the other day to me when I was flipping piss off, like, mm. you like, <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, we have to trust. And it's true. Because when you said that to me, yeah. I just let go. And then, bam, the solution, like, quickly happened. Yeah. Because I let go inside. And I think, mm. yeah, no matter where we are, whether we're on Greenland or on Mars or whatever, like, yeah. we all have our own unique challenge. And some people say, oh, if I only had more, blah, blah, blah. And I said, do you know that when you have more resources, it becomes worse, not better? Yes. Yeah. Of course it does. They're like, what? I said, yes. I said, if you have resource of time, money, or energy, or whatever, like, mm-hmm. I think time, hum, pe- time, people, and energy, and talent are my four main mm-hmm. resources, right? But And energy includes health. But if I have more of all these things, my worries may go up, actually, rather than down. Uh-huh. And some of the most beautiful, happy people I know don't have that much stuff. It just, they just yeah. live beautiful happy content life and they just like yeah we don't have a lot of whatever and we might would like to have more of whatever sometimes but we just live our beautiful life and then some of the most you know johnny i know you can identify with this like the people that look like they have the most they're always on the cover of whatever and modeling this and doing that and they're charging whatever per second 95,000 euros per second or whatever it is. And then you're like, these people are so discontent. A lot of them. And you Mm -hmm. sit down with them for a coffee or something. And you're like, how was your day? Are you okay? And they're like, this is the first, like people will say, that's the first time you asked me that, for example. Or or like people, people will tell you, you don't treat me like a commodity like thank you or yeah these things are you know i think those people need more love than than the poor people poor people yes they need they need to survive yes but i think the people that have it all quote unquote they need so Mm. much because they're they're feeling empty and i think that's part of what i was thinking about when i was watching the greenland ones because these people, yes, mm. they don't have so much, so much, so much. Like, but they have they have joy, they have hope. I think, yeah, like once you cover like the basic necessities of life, I yeah. you know mm-hmm. with that security, you can have that joy. Yeah, um, I think that that pursuit of having more 
is what drives that emptiness that you were talking about, you know, like, yep. oh, I want, I want a bigger salary. Okay. Now I'm at this level of money, but I want to advance my career to this level. I'm going to like work hard for this. And then you reach that summit and it's like, oh, but that person has more than me. So I'm going to like strive more to get to that level, that constant pursuit of more is yeah. what leads yeah. to that emptiness and discontent. Yeah, 100%. It's not, you know, I've, I've been very good friends with people who are in the super wealthy area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I say very good friends, that's always relative. Yeah, of course, because uh, they yeah. go in and out of life. <laughs> um, all I ever saw was stress beyond. Yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, one one gentleman actually said it to me straight. He said, Jonathan, I am a slave. I'm not a wealthy man. I'm a slave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that is a truth. That is a truth. That is a truth. And once it, once it happens, all these things, the people in Greenland, they live in harsh conditions. Terribly yeah. harsh conditions. Generally, people, you would look at that and you would say, are you out of your mind? Mm-hmm. You know, don't you want to move to like, you know, come on, you know, Florida, <laughs> something like that, <laughs> Miami, yeah, you know? No. no uh, but no. <laughs> yet, those conditions themselves have molded the beauty of the community, of the nation, of, of the people uh, Inuit especially. I mean, the fact that the Inuit still exist and are able to actually even still do their traditional practices, hunt a bear. No, I mean, I'm not into killing animals. I, I, I hate it. I can't watch. I can't, I can't, I'm like you. I can't watch anything horrible happening to an animal, like, you know, on TV. If it happens to me and I'm out at sea, well, it happens. But, you know the, the the guys the way they they work with that is like it's so symbiotic and it's it's way more like kind of within the balance of things mm. always in the balance of things because the balance of the environment becomes such a part of the community because that's how you survive mm-hmm. you're so aware of yeah. it you know don't mess with that man because the kickback yeah. is hard yeah. yeah. Respect. Respect. Yeah. And then you look at us as we do our things. I, I don't think that the, uh, there's a difference between anybody trying to like just make ends meet somehow in the middle of New York, say, you know, while suddenly everything's becoming more expensive and everything's yeah, that and that. And they're only earning that because that dude can't afford more and blah, 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 blah. Stresses. But those are stresses. And to think that a hunter doesn't stress is is, is, is insane. There's nothing mm-hmm. more stressful than hunting. Mm-hmm. When you are yeah, hunting okay. for your life and your yeah. family's life. That's the big difference. Yeah. That's the big when you're hunting for your life and your family's life, and not only that, very often your very own prestige or uh standing or your own dignity mm-hmm. come back empty-handed mm-hmm. now do you think that the feelings in there are any different 
We imagine that they might be because it's always fantasy. It, it's fantasy. We, I don't know the realities, but I look at it and I, and, and I go, I'm a lot of that. But things like depression is unknown to an Inuit. Totally unknown. True. Unknown. And when you don't have any idea of something, then that is the most beautiful thing. We are interesting in that it just simply takes one idea, one thought with us, and, and it grows, and it grows. You know? If you don't know about something, hey, it don't happen. <laughs> and then somebody tells you this exists, whoop, there it is. Yeah. You it know? Comes to you, right? In the living room. Yeah. And it brings friends with. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so i think but the music think, is wonderful there the music yeah. that they, they, it's so wow you know culture it's impossible to to even fathom coming from one place you know looking at that it's, it's just except to wonder at its beauty for me mm. yeah. true <laughs> We'd like to thank you for joining us for today's episode. This episode was produced by Alma Pictures and Baker Street. Join us next week for the next episode of our podcast. Thank you. Merci. Gracias. Gracias. Danke. And have a great week.